Yeah, that's check, 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 check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sound check last week was funny. <laughs> I figured I'd just throw it in there. Yeah, it was a nice little... Uh, I usually put stuff like that at the end, but nobody hears it then, so I was like, yeah, I'll we'll just put it in the beginning. be funny. Yeah. Speak a little bit. Dead air. <laughs> I hate you to talk. So I, I, check the, I didn't know you were recording. Do, all right. Um, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I was outside today to get the garbage can. Uh, I do go outside every once in a while. Um, and uh, I heard some kids, I think in like my neighbor's yard, you know, running around. And <laughs> guess what? One of them was singing. You'll never guess. <laughs> A wizard away. <laughs> I would have like, I would have just passed out and died if they had done that. <laughs> it is a it is a group that you like though, not as much as you like. Da, ba, 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 da, da, da. <laughs> I like this. You're starting to strong this week. No, they were singing to one of the kids, and I I I would say these kids are probably under the age of 10. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. He was singing one more time. We're going to celebrate one more like- time. Music got me feeling so free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in on that. Yeah. I was like, I was surprised you wouldn't think a, a child would, uh, you think you know, a child would know just that song, like- but uh, so since I have to, I mean, and you, I mean, you have this in a different sense, but I'm responsible most of the time for selecting music for the benefit of so many people all the time that I, I run into these like blocks where I'm like, I'm tired of everything that I've been selecting, but yeah. I can't, I can't think of what I want to listen to. Yeah. <clears throat> and like a week ago, like, okay, so my schedule is generally that I'll coach for five hours and then there'll be a break. And during that break, that's when I do my own weightlifting when nobody else is there. And that's when I'll definitely listen to something that's, it used to be that I would have to listen to the same genre of music every time I lifted, because that was the only time I was really listening to that kind of music. Yeah. But, but now like, as soon as I'm done coaching, which is playing the type of music that most people want to listen to while lifting, which is like, you know, the most usually in general contemporary hip hop. Right. Yeah. Um, It's simply the best. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll flush it out. I'll, I'll, I'll flush it with something else when it's my turn to lift. Yeah. And, for a long time, it was like I was listening to like country music while I was weightlifting, not pop country, but like Sturgill or Coulter Wall or Paul Cawthon, Tyler Childers, that kind of thing. Yeah. But just last week, I went back and put on Daft Punk's Alive mm-hmm. live concert recording. Yeah. And that album is incredible all yeah. the way through. And about a month ago, I was listening to Homework a bunch. Yeah. When's the last time you went back and listened to Homework? It's been a while. Like I, you've you've tr- always been a bigger Daft Punk fan than me. Like I like them, but I'm not in love with them. Okay. I think that I like generationally just missed out just a pair on it. Um, sure. So I'm familiar with all their albums, but I, you know, I couldn't say what well, was my favorite or whatever. But um, I do love their. Um, I will say, I think my favorite thing that they've ever done is that the the soundtrack to uh, Tr- the Tron sequel. Okay. Tron Reloaded. Yeah. It's just a really good, like, they, they remixed some, some other artists remixed Daft Punk on it, and, like, they were in the movie, and, yeah. But So, I, I remember being in seventh grade and listening. So, I had a six-disc CD changer that I got for Christmas, yeah. right? And it was the first, like, method of personal music listening that I got where I was in control. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had like a radio in my room, but I, I was like, this was, this was when I was waking up to like developing my own taste in music was, was the fall of seventh grade for me. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, so that was 1996, 1997. And 
for Christmas, I got that CD changer, like, you know, like a stereo. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting my first batch of CDs. And in that first batch of CDs was Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which was my entry point to Smashing Pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom was concerned because I had the parental advisory yeah. uh, sticker on the front. And I played just the first song for her, which is that piano interlude. And she was like, oh, okay, this is this good. Is you know, like, yeah. you're okay. And then about, so my new thing was like, I would do chores all week long to earn as much money as possible. And I would go to Best Buy, you know, and buy a CD at the end of the week. And because I was in seventh grade and therefore was not subscribing to any kind of magazine or periodical about music. I would just go to the record store or like Best Buy or whatever. We had a, we had a record store in Knoxville that, that I would go to sometimes, but I didn't buy records. I just bought CDs. Right. So I would go to the CD section and I would flip through and I would just buy CDs that looked really cool. Yeah. And I bought Daft Punk's homework because it came out that February of that year of like 97 is that right? the one that has their logo but it looks like it's stitched yes onto a leather like book or something yeah i mean it's a black background <clears throat> with like red, red lettering but white outlines mm-hmm. or not white yellowish outlines mm-hmm. and i brought it home i swear i remember this like it was yesterday and i put it in the cd player and I sat in the bed and like on the floor of my bedroom and just listened to it from beginning to end. And my mouth was like agape the whole time. And I was wondering the whole time, like, what is this? Like, yeah. I didn't understand what was happening. It was like, it really was like the future to me because all I had listened to was like, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins, but that was the, that was on one edge of what I was listening to. Most everything else I was listening to was like, misfits screeching weasel operation ivy rancid like it was all mostly punk rock music Mm -hmm. and not even i mean misfits they were definitely punk but like most everything else was a little bit second tier punk you know what i mean like not mall punk but not like hardcore punk either it had a lot of melody in it Mm -hmm. right i listened to a lot of that stuff around the same time too sure i mean a lot of people did and i'm not i'm not like denigrating it that was that was what i was into but I bought this CD and I put it in and, and at the end of the first listen, I went straight back to the beginning and I listened to it all the second time through, just completely aghast at what I was hearing. <laughs> I had no previous experience whatsoever with this as music at all. Right. And so, of course, like this, even if, you know, like I would think that many people are not like, you know, they a lot of people don't necessarily love Daft Punk, but they just, they like them. Yeah, sure, fine. You know, they've got their favorites, whatever. They like that song one more time, you know, but I was like, it was imprinted under my soul. It's like other music exists. And there was a whole world out here of stuff that you don't even know about. It was like it fell off the the sea shelf, you know, yeah. like into the deep water that like, there's so much to explore and 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 so much that I had no idea about. And and so like a month ago, I went back to that album and I just that's what triggered that memory of like listening to that for the first time. And I listened to that homework album like four times in four days, you know, just yeah. like really going back to it and relishing it. And then I didn't listen to him again at all until, you know, like last week. And I was like, Oh my God, I really enjoyed that alive, you know, album. Let me, I'm going to try that out. And I cranked it like as loud as it would go. And it, it rocked my world. It was awesome. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. And you, at that time period, you wouldn't have just gotten exposed to something like that on the radio because now electronic music is mainstream and on, you know, in commercials and blah, blah, blah. But back then it would just blow your mind because Daft Punk is something that you wouldn't have heard just naturally, you know? Yeah. And that, um, that music video for around the world was really cool too. Yeah. It had like the, you know, it was like one still camera and a lot of different moving pieces on the screen. Like people dressed up as mummies and stuff like that. And they would all just like do one movement at a time and it would collect across the whole screen until everybody was doing one movement and uh i remember i just remember that being really mind-blowing too just like as a concept like they were the first maybe the first group that had a particular aesthetic yeah and that were going for that aesthetic too to me yeah well they're very big on style you know yeah always have been they uh my my sort of like 
the thing that filled the niche for that for me would be New Order and uh, the Crystal Method. Oh gosh! Um, which you know, I, I got into those because of our you know friend of the show P Dog was like, you got to hear this stuff. You know, he's super into music, and most of my early music was influenced by him, and he got me into. We listened to a lot of New Order, and then later on, we probably, I think that that Crystal Method Vegas album came out in '97. I'm gonna put Vegas on tomorrow. Oh, so good! It's still good. Some of it is a little bit, you know, some of the sounds are a little dated because that's the thing you run the risk of with electronic music is these sounds evolve over time. But it still yeah. just bangs. Like it's so good. I just, I mean that that recording, like that space shuttle recording coming in. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to yeah. listen to that. Yeah, yeah, that that whole album's great. Um, the the Vegas album. That's exciting. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, Good intro well, to uh, episode one thirty six of Violent Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we ask the question, "What's the hype?" I'm your. Damn it! I didn't mean to do it this week. I really didn't mean to do it this week. I, I'm Jay Ho, and with me is Groove. Hey. Yeah. Damn it. No, it's, to lift it's, the dead it's air in there. Fun. That's all right. <clears throat> um, yeah, we got some a lot of housekeeping to do this week. <laughs> a fair amount of housekeeping. First of all, you know, got the bill, the bill notes for the week. And you know, as far as you know, following up on the um, notes that <clears throat> the show notes, the five phone thumb scroll show notes from mm-hmm. Bill. Um. He uh, he noted that Terrence Blanchard is Spike's soundtrack guy. Mm-hmm. I think that was the you know the one thing. Uh, although I will say, okay, back in the day, movie novelizations were based on early versions of the script, so they'd have time to be completed and released with the movie. The novelization of Jaws Four features a dropped subplot in which we discover that the shark targets the Brody family and follows the mother to the islands because it's under the control of a voodoo priest taking his vengeance on the Brody clan for a bad run-in with Chief Brody back in his New York City days. Think about it. Why does a New York cop who hates the water take a gig on an island? What was he running from? Yeah, that I I actually knew that because my girlfriend had looked that up. She 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 researches everything after we watch it, and sometimes while we're watching it. Um, uh-huh. So Jackie had looked that up, and I I forgot to bring that up because it actually I think the movie would have made more sense if it had that. <laughs> somehow somehow it would have made more sense. Yeah, uh, that's a good that's a good comment from from Bill. So Bill's number one fan again this week, I guess. <laughs> and uh, runners up Josh and Mikey. Maybe maybe you get them next time. Appreciate <laughs> you're that. not even gonna address that. Nah, fine. No, it's fine. Yeah, they, they're tied runners for up. tied for runners up. Runners up. Um. Yeah, we got a. We just got an email today from Zell. I'll just I'll just kind of summarize it. But he says, "Sup, boys? Zell here. Super fan Zell. Pantheon super fan Zell." He said, just, just finished the newest podcast, episode 135. Thought I'd send you a couple recommendations for my library and especially things I've read lately. He said uh, he recommends The Psychopath Test by Ron John Ronson. Uh, Ty Taqua Cores by Michael <laughs> Muhammad Knight. <laughs> I just butchered that name. And I love this last now, paragraph. How did they even Google that? I don't even just just look at that um, and then I love this last paragraph he said and not to get too quill pen on y'all with a bunch of hipster books <laughs> I forgot about quill pen that used to be a thing that we did I'll leave you with The Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan. This book breaks down multiple food systems from industrial to agriculture in painstaking detail and then at the end, he says, also, I loke Amy talk. And that's not uh, yeah. on me or my dogs. I don't know if that's some kind of like, you know, Zell's on the cutting edge of like the vaporware, vapor, vaporwave, whatever. What is it called? Yeah, vaporwave. Vaporwave music. That's probably some kind of like cool slang or something. I loke Amy talk. He slid into my DMs today while, while he was listening to the uh, podcast. Yeah. Like, he dropped a uh, 
live from Daryl's house with Chromio. Uh, he did. He sent me the same one. Yeah. And then, but then in the middle of it, he started saying, "Oh, he said I love Chromio, love Holland Notes. Holland Notes is okay, but mostly the phone service." <laughs> and he gave me the the phone line number, and then and then like fifteen minutes later, he goes. Oh shit! I just got to the part where you referenced the phone <laughs> number. <laughs> That's funny. That nice is, try, Zell. Nice try to get one over on us. Uh, we appreciate you, Zell. Um, that that uh, uh that episode is the best episode of uh. That's it's one of the ones I've watched. It's because Chromia yeah. is uh, pretty awesome, and they yeah, they riff with Daryl Hall really great. And that I think that P Doc sent me that one two years ago. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> we got, save the best for last. We got this. I have to read this whole thing. And I, wait, let's, you let's take it, it paragraph by paragraph. Okay. Uh, so we you, got you started off. Yeah, we got an email from someone who said it's titled "My Bid for Number One Hater." Now, number one, this person could never be number one hater because he's a Pantheon super fan. I think our first fan is that right? He's the OG is he the he's first the fan we had? Does he predate Miss Enzel? I think he, he predates everyone. Yeah, I think so. So we're talking this, about this, this. This motherfucker was drawing us before anybody else knew about us, right? And we truly do not deserve him. But uh, you know, his name is Clave. You all know and love him. One of the the great artists in my life. <laughs> Your boy Clave. I'm. I mean it, man. His artwork. It's it's crazy to see his artwork progress over the years. He is. I'm jealous. But he sent us this email. Uh, before before we go further, if anybody is listening and they're not familiar with his artwork, if you go to Instagram, his username is at C-L-A-V-E, the number four E. Yeah. And check it and out. Go check it out. He does these subversive comics. They're very like, he's really influenced by uh, Crumb, R. Crumb and just cool shit, man. He's so talented. Um, Yeah. So we got this email. <laughs> My bid for number one hater. <laughs> He's hitting us with some truth in this. So I'll, we'll go paragraph by paragraph. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold on. The dog's barking. Professional. Ooh, somebody outside. All right. Dear J-Ho and Groove. Long time listener. First time writing in the sh- into the show. Having IOLTOS back on the air has been a welcome distraction from the global plague and from the death cult cur- currently managing the United States. That being said, I am compelled to share with you some of my show notes. I feel I am in a unique position, shared only by a few few Pantheon superfans, to ruthlessly criticize the free content you have so generously produced, albeit extremely intermittently, for the last decade. After going back and reviewing both episode one and episode 100, it was laughably clear that the same old problems with production have present been present since its inception. It has always sounded like it was recorded underwater, been fragmented with frequent dead air, and distorted with auto-tuned technical issues. However, these glitches feel as much a part of IOLTOS as the bizarre self-references and in-jokes that have been reappearing since the reboot. <laughs> I particularly feel attacked by that one. <laughs> it gets worse. Episode 135 saw a return to form for the both of you when it comes to petty snarkisms and passive aggressive bickering. I was worried after that. I was worried that after your melodramatic reunion, there would be a new atmosphere of supportive acceptance on the podcast. Thankfully, this has not been the case. And the question of who sits at the desk and, and whom is in the chair is still up for lively debate. I would like to mention a few major issues I have. (laughs) Firstly, your official website is a neglected mess. The comment sections are non-functional, and the only way to access past episodes is through the front page. Searching for content in the archive or by tags leads to empty posts with nothing in them. Despite having received a great deal of excellent quality fan art over the years, the page banner and podcast cover art are incredibly outdated. This greatly discourages listener engagement and the development of a fan community. 
<laughs> Secondly, this half-measure attitude is reflected in the show itself. The sum of edit- the editing done in post appears to amount to bookending the recording with the Oatmeal Conspiracy's admittedly excellent, excellent theme music. However, given the rambling and poorly structured nature of the show, it would be beneficial to the quality if you broke up the segments with musical interludes. Interludes. Mitch has provided you with multiple banger tracks that are being underutilized, in my honest opinion. Let me end this message with a request that you bring back guest appearances. I think that Tom Sibley's career might need another shot in the arm. Ultimately, I know that all of this glorious wisdom of the Magi is wasted breath and that I only like their old stuff will continue to be the Internet's best kept secret trash can fire. (laughs) Clave. P.S. Writing this for my work email for tax purposes. (laughs) And there's an upside down smiley face. (laughs) Oh, my God. Where to begin with that? I mean, we could just let it sit with some dead air. (laughs) Just let the rest of the show run out. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, it's it's, when I first saw this email appear, I was so excited to get an email from Clay. (laughs) We get an email of this length. And and really, honestly, the biggest takeaway for me was how how proud I am that Clay has like – you know, developed a, a, a voice in the written language, yeah, you know, I mean, he here we have a, yeah. a, you know, a, an effectively structured miniature essay yes. that begins by disarming the reader uh, <laughs> in order to allow for, you know, a very soft opening for the dagger that comes in straight to the liver. Yes. And then a, and, and then a bandaid at the end. Yeah. A Band-Aid with another little stab. <laughs> Band-Aid with, you know, dirty Band-Aid at the end. Oh, um, my God. Well, first of all, the website's a mess because I'm afraid to update it because the theme that we're using on WordPress is so old that I think if I update it, it's just going to crash everything. <laughs> and who's using websites anyway? Who's going to listen? Clay's listening to it on the on the website on his Zune. <laughs> <laughs> on his uh, on his special Kindle that connects to the internet, got, it's, it's Sony PSP. <laughs> like hack it so that he could search the web. His sidekick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, you're right. We do need to. I need to put that. That especially, Clave did some awesome new fan art for us, and I need to put that up. I need to update the. That's uh, true. I need to All update right, the enough. cover of the. So he's right about that one. And we have gotten, we have been, it's an embarrassment of riches, the amount of free, awesome illustrations we've gotten from Clave as a fan of the show. Um, You're right. So I will say that. Um, <clears throat> the the in-jokes and self-references will continue, of course. We have no new material. No. Yeah, you have to say that the, it didn't even say, oh, look, the, the podcast quality has gotten better. Because it has. <laughs> Just, it ha- I mean, it's, look, it's it, pretty good. Again, paid advertisement. Go to if you go to discord.com backslash IOTOS, you get five percent off. <laughs> it's so clear you don't know how Discord works. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I, what I do every week is I open up the Discord app on my computer and I call you. And bloop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what you it. do. <laughs> um yeah, and then uh yeah, I don't know who you think that you know. <laughs> what's a famous? What's yeah. a famous producer? Music. The producer? Ringer. The, the ring. You think we're the Ringer over here? <laughs> these these highly edited podcasts. Yeah, this ain't serial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, you're right. I ain't. I ain't editing this. You lucky you get intro and outro music. Yeah, honestly, you're lucky. You, you get it uploaded. Yeah. This week, I almost didn't get it uploaded. I, I know, and I was too scared to say anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, we, we can hope that it'll get edited more, but until we are able to hire an editor, I don't think it's going to happen. And maybe this is Clay volunteering to be our editor. Maybe so, but I'm sure that's going to... But then, you know, I think part of our charm is the cadence in which we yeah. don't communicate well. The great charm is when when I say something and then you just leave me hanging. That's that's what the people <laughs> listen for. 
that's, that's those, those are the jokes. That's what that's the, the leave the silence so they can laugh. Yeah, right there. there it's an embedded laugh track, Clave. <laughs> I want Clave. You need to make us a new banner for the website that says the internet's best kept secret trash can fire. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> draw, draw me and groove on fire or something oh, oh fuck it is um <clears throat> who is tom sibley do you not remember i do not remember i remember vaguely remember tom sibley but i don't i, I tom tom is a uh, was a buddy of mine who moved out to la to act and uh be a stand-up comedian <clears throat> and uh we had a I'm on a couple times and I, I think he, had, he was still fresh and he had some busted jokes but real potential i mean the truth of the matter is i still stay in touch with tom he's a fucking wonderful human being he wanted to act more than ever be a stand-up comedian he was just finding more work as a comedian uh he did a few commercials and uh now he's like making a living as a painter as an artist like as a fine arts painter yeah, like a contemporary I, artist. I'm not shitting on him by saying I don't remember. I just do not remember. Yeah. I remember the name, and I was like, yeah, that had to be a guy we had on the show, but I don't remember that, anything I mean, about those episodes. Look, what Clave did there is prove his bona fides by making the deepest of the deep cuts. Yeah, it was some humble brag up in there, and that shit, barely humble brag. Man. <laughs> but but I, I kind of, I, you know, look, I do agree with... Uh, with Clay, maybe it's time for us to, you know, freshen up the pot a little bit with a guest appearance here and there. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I, I mean, I think I think it's a good idea. We could get Bill on. Well, I mean, naturally, that's it's the only guest we're gonna have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Maybe maybe we'll call up some of the. Maybe we'll call Zell one week. You know. We call Zell. The- we call we've we've had Grizzles on before. He he was on to be our resident science expert. Oh, that's right. He was. I'm sure he's got some things to say about the global pandemic. <laughs> My memory's so bad. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Um, we had we had Mikey on as Moses Mendoza before too. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> Miss. We had Miss on so many times. Well, I mean, Miss, I, I'm not even sure we could call Miss a guest. Was I mean, a, Miss was a, 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 co, a, a co-host yeah, for a so co-host. long there. Yeah, did our show notes. That's right. Yeah. Yo, maybe <laughs> call her Miss and see if she wants to edit this show. <laughs> she can edit the show. She listen to it while she's yeah. running right now. Crying. <laughs> or laughing. Uh, I hope you're laughing, uh, but... Um, yeah, well, and uh, yeah, we've had some great music by the Utmo Conspiracy, but I can't fucking find any of it. So that's is that why it's the same? Because I know one, that there yeah. were like five or six bumpers. You know, I can't. I'm. I'll try again this week. I will try endeavor to do that. But well, don't try too hard. Okay, I won't. <laughs> Taught me <laughs> into. But Mitchell's been saying he's going to make us some new music for a while now. But uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't see it. My my inbox is only blowing up with super fans, not uh, you know, oatmeal conspiracy emails. <laughs> well, if you'd like to pin some uh, some hype or hate to us, please feel free to email us at I only like their old stuff at gmail dot com. Yeah, we will both see it. We've confirmed that. Um, That's true. <clears throat> shout out to the Pantheon super fans. Appreciate all y'all. Um, Dead air. Yeah, I mean, maybe except for Grizzles, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> Was he ever in the Pantheon? No. <laughs> no, let's keep him out. Certainly not. Nim nor Mikey were in it. What's your, what's your hype this week? My hype is that got my cat back from the shop and she's running real good. Mm. Yeah, she had her, you know, a few episodes ago we talked about how my cat was had to get her teeth removed. And also a bump on her back. And she had the surgery today and I was super nervous, but it went well. And they said she did great. And uh, she is drugged up and stumbling around the house right now. So, well, that was going to be my first question. Yeah, she is. She's got the cone on and she just keeps banging it in. She, she's a big fan of uh, rubbing her face on things. Yeah. It's like one of her anxiety things, like it calms her down. And so she's got the cone on and she keeps trying to rub her face on stuff and just getting stuck. <laughs> I came in the kitchen a little while ago and she was just banging the cone on the floor like like a cup. 
just with her head in it just over and over. They said it's going to wear off soon, but yeah. Her then pe- she'll just be frustrated. That she's <laughs> yeah, that she's just going to be mad and we have to deal with yeah. this cone on her head for two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, she's got to have it on there for two weeks. Because she's got these staples. They took a big spot out of her back when they took that that little cancer or whatever it is off. Um, and they had to put staples in it. All right. So it's like, it's a pretty gnarly injury. So she has to keep the cone on to keep from, I don't know why she ain't got no teeth. <laughs> she's still got that tongue though. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, it's rough. Um, yeah, so that's my hype. What's your hype? Well, um, well, uh, so, I mean, as I, I think I've mentioned, I've been getting back into disc golf mm-hmm. and like, um, when when we moved, so when we lived in North Carolina, that was probably peak playing for me. I would play like six days a week, mm-hmm. and I got to the point where I I thought that I was above average as a player, and so I started going around to these tournaments and stuff like that. And most of the you know, there's a thing in disc golf called random doubles, and it's not that special. It's not that hard to understand. You show up to a disc golf course at a certain day and a certain time. And there's a collection of people that get randomly paired and you pay a certain amount of money. Usually it's between five and $10 and everybody goes out on the course and they play 18 round, 18 holes and they come back and whoever wins, wins some sort of prize. And usually when I was playing in Raleigh, like in Raleigh, it was like there was a different course that had random doubles every single day of the week for like eight months out of the year, you know, cause most of the year you can play. And so you know, predominantly in the summertime, I'd go to, you know, a different court. Like that was how I'd play disc golf. I would just drive to the course that had random doubles. I'd get partnered up with somebody you'd play around. And, and like, if both of you throw, then you choose which disc you'd rather throw from. So like, if I had a better drive, we'd throw from my drive to the next, you know, to the next spot. And so it's a way to still get the same amount of throws in that you would be getting if you play by yourself, but it's a way to try and, play a little bit more aggressively because you know that your partner could save you if you make a mistake. Right. <clears throat> and usually in these random doubles pairings, most of the scores are below par because you have two people. So usually the, the play is better. And depending on the community that you're in, like when I was in Raleigh, I knew Wednesday night at Cedar Hills was like a big friendly group of people. But if you go out to, you know, some other course, it might be guys that are taken a little bit more seriously and they're less about the community and more about like trying to get their round in. You know what I mean? And um, and so I've been playing up here and I've gotten back to the point where I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm, I want to go to a random doubles. I want to meet some other people that play disc golf rather than bringing my friends along and teaching them how to play. Right. And uh, so I, sh- I I met some guys at the disc golf course this past weekend and they were like, yeah, Wednesday night, you know, at this course, there's random doubles show up at five o'clock. And I went last night and I was so anxious because I was like, what's it going to be like? And I, I have it's been like nine years since I've played any type of disc golf that's somewhat competitive where anything's on the line and you're playing with strangers and somebody else's fate depends on your performance and that kind of stuff. And I had forgotten all about those nerves Mm -hmm. until I pulled in the parking lot and I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. And I was at a point where I was like, I was enjoying it, you know, because it was, it's not often that you feel uh, a kind of nervousness where you want to perform well. And there's like an audience, you know what I mean? And so I was, I was relishing that feeling, but I was also kind of like, Oh, what's this going to be like? Are these guys a bunch of, you know, assholes or what? <clears throat> and um, I pull up to the first hole where everybody's collected. There's like 18 guys there and literally not a single one of them said hello to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. so it's like that. Yeah. You know, like it's like that. These guys ain't, ain't, ain't going to be friendly to the new guy. And um, <clears throat> everybody's there's like, you know, there's corresponding merchandise to disc golf and everything that I own, like the bag that I keep my discs in and the discs that I own, everything is like, you know, 12 to 15 years old and everybody else has these new fangled bags and 
cooler clothes, you know, and all this kind of performance outdoor wear. And I'm just showing up in a pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt and this 15 year old disc golf bag. And <laughs> yeah, I get partnered up with this guy that I met, the guy that told me about the random doubles and the, and he was friendly to me, you know? Yeah. And we went out <clears throat> and we had no idea how we were playing relative to everybody else, but I felt like we were having a pretty good round. And like the first, on the first hole, like I hit a 30 foot putt and I looked at him and a 30 foot putt is a, that's a pretty good yeah, putt. That's a, that's a long. And I, I, I looked at him and I said, don't plan on this happening again. I was like, this is the only time I'm going to be able to do that. And then I did it two holes later again. <laughs> and the guys we were playing with, they looked at me, they're like, are you talking shit? Like, you hustled them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we wound up like I played probably the best round I've ever played in my entire life. Like I laced every drive. I didn't, you know, I was parking discs right under the basket. We hit 12 birdies and no bogeys and we get back to the beginning and we had beat everybody else by at least five strokes. Really? Yeah. And I had no idea, but here in Rhode Island, if you win, you win money, like the money that everybody paid we got to take it home. Like I split 70 bucks with this you other took guy. All of it. The winner takes all of it. Well, second place gets their money back. Okay. Um, is it usually not a buy-in then at other ones? It's usually a buy-in, but usually the course or the club keeps the money and they have like a stockpile of like brand new discs and uh, you get a free, a free disc, free disc you know? Okay. So like, that's how it was in Raleigh. You like you put, you and and in Raleigh, like that's a pretty good deal. You pay five dollar buy-in, and if you're in the top three, you get a disc, and usually it's like a fifteen dollar disc. So you're paying five bucks for a fifteen dollar disc, you know. But here, like I walked out of there with cash, and as I was leaving, feeling like surprised and delight about that, and that we had a good time, and like afterwards, everybody was like being real friendly to me, like, "Oh, you're the guy that shot the forty-nine, yeah. you know what I mean?" Like, um. <clears throat> There was a guy that I just assumed was kind of like kind of a poser because he looked like he was really trying to look like a professional disc golfer. Like there's yeah. a certain kind of look on the tour now. And uh, we were walking out together to our cars and he was like, yeah, I just moved here because the tour shut down. I'm a I'm a touring pro. And I was oh. like, what? <laughs> So we had a conversation about that. I tried to, I tried to actually, I, I tried to channel you, you know, for, for new listeners, one of J-Ho's life uh, mantras is even if somebody pulls up next to you at a red light in a solid gold car, you look at them and you say, oh, that's cool. If that's your, if that's what you're into, yeah, is to never be impressed by anybody never else. And I'm such a sycophant that I'm impressed with anybody. Yeah. And so as soon as I, I asked him, I was like, "Are you self-funded? Are you are or are you sponsored?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm sponsored by MVP. Like, I used to be sponsored by Prodigy. Now I'm sponsored by MVP. Yeah. Like I'm going back out on tour this weekend." And I was like, and then afterwards, I was like, "Yeah, but you couldn't beat me. Could yeah, you? keep up the doodling." <laughs> <laughs> So it was See, pretty hype. That's you know? hype, man. I mean, so you, you, basically, you basically I'll, rolled up in some jean shorts and some Oakley blade sunglasses and like some <laughs> some Birkenstocks and just that is exactly in a it. fucking <laughs> Jan Sport backpack full of dirty discs. And it's just funny shit, because just it was the on. first time I felt like outdated and old. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like everybody there, like yeah. most, the, it was about, I, I'd say of the 18 guys, like at least 12 of them were in their 20s or younger. Yeah. And like they had all this hot fucking gear. And I was like, oh shit, I'm that old head that likes this old disc that, that isn't even made anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't lose this because yeah. I won't be able to get it again. I'm that fucking guy. <laughs> you should have, what you should have done, you should have taken the money and burned it right in front of him. <laughs> you should have said, I don't do it for the money. I do it for the love. And then walk out. Don't, don't say anything else. Just leave. <laughs> it was never come back. You know? yeah, just, just, you're never going to have that moment again, you know? Oh, of course. I mean, I'll really win go again, back but next it won't week be like and that. just fucking shit the yeah. bed. Like, they're going to be like, oh, I, you know, whoever my partner is going to be like, oh, you're the guy that shot the 49 last week. I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> we're shooting sick tonight. <laughs> yeah. 
Nah, but it, <laughs> my point was that you'll never be that new the new guy again. You know, like not to yeah, that degree. Exactly. It's like uh, that's some that's some hype. That's some real hype. Yeah, it was legit hype. I, I was legit hype. I was excited about it. It went well. Like I got yeah. no complaints. We we play magic tournaments for money sometimes. Like uh, there's a certain type of magic called a cube where they have these cards from out history, and you build a deck out of it. And people people yeah. take that real seriously and put in like twenty bucks a piece sometimes, and you win like two hundred bucks just you know a couple hours. That's that's cool. Pretty sweet. That's cool. I'm down, I'm down for putting something on the line. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I. I it doesn't matter if it's one dollar, twenty dollars, or a hundred dollars to me. Just putting something on the line. Yeah, makes a difference. Makes it, yeah, you know, I'm that way. Those things. What you got for not the hype? Uh, not the hype is this heat. Probably, oh shit! It probably ain't hot up there. I don't know how it is up in that them parts, but it's hot as hell down here in uh North Carolina. It's well. It, it was 90 degrees for Monday and Tuesday, and then yesterday it, it was 70 degrees. Oh, wow. With no I, I humidity. for that. Yeah, that's, I, I imagine it's not humid up there as that much anyway, right? I mean, it'll get humid, but it's nothing compared to what you're dealing yeah, with. Right now, it's that, it's that level of humidity down here where you walk outside and you're just soaked. You know, your skin is just lightly covered in yeah. a layer of, of sweat. Yeah, it's just it's just oppressive heat, just rough. You just walk outside and you stick. Yeah, just sticky. Have to. This is a time like luckily I'm not. I yeah, I'm working from home, so I'm not having to go out much. But this is the time of year where I have to keep another shirt in my car. Yeah. So that because I'm gonna get stuck somewhere and be outside for too long and then be all sweaty and need to change, you know. So yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm not feeling it. What's your not the hype? Um. <clears throat> You know, yeah, fuck it out. I'll, I'll say it. I, I, I'm debating whether or not to even bring this up. This uh, about uh, two months ago, I I had sent a text message to my father. I said, "Do you do you think that Trump is a good president?" <laughs> <laughs> it was in Why the middle of like that? season one of the COVID Chronicles when he was doing the press briefings every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, my business was closed, so I would sit down. I'd sit my ass down and fucking watch him. Yeah. And I was like arguing with my mom a lot. I was like, look, if you voted for him, you need to watch these press conferences. Yeah. You have to watch them from beginning mm-hmm. to end. That is your responsibility as a member of the voting public. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted, it was just one of those days where I was like, I was getting so angry at the TV that I texted my dad. <laughs> I was like, do you think he's good? And he said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and and i i let sleeping dogs lie yeah. you know i mean he he, he uh, you know he was like oh you still pining for bernie even though i'd never spoken about bernie with him ever yeah he just made that assumption i said i'm pining for a mind at work dad yeah and uh and he uh and and we didn't bring it back up and i mean we know we know he and i know that we're about as far removed from each other politically as possible yeah <clears throat> but um I texted him today. <laughs> oh, you, you did it again? I did it again. I just put my fucking just, hand right back in that honey trap. Just right on and, the, just turn the stove back on and put it on there. Just Yeah. You're uh, right. Maybe yeah. it won't burn me this time. Yeah. Well, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We, we went a little bit longer today, you know, because I, I was like, yeah. I'm just leading with questions. I'm not really trying to convince him that he's wrong. I'm just trying to get him to own what he says. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense, yeah, trying to be a little bit that, more but... And so I, you know, I was just asking him like, you know, what are the, like, you know, like what were the, the legislative or policy victories that you think, you know, represent his effectiveness, you know? And we, we you know, he listed some and then I was like, okay, so did you like Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> he went. He, he went on and on, and I don't need to. You know, I don't, I don't need to summarize what he had to I, say. I, I just don't engage with anybody like that anymore. I, especially I, not my parents. I, like I just. I, I I get that, right? I get that. I'm just like. I think today it was like kind of for sport. Yeah, and, I mean, if that makes you, if that gets you, gets your blood flowing, I guess that's. 
I definitely got my blood flowing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that is definitely not the hype. <laughs> not the hype. Wait, wait, let's let's move on. Yeah, what's let's your what's your hype? Still? I don't have hype still out for a second week in a row. My hype still out is will I have hype still out next week? We don't know. Will you have a recipe next week? I have one this week. Oh, go on. I'm saving it oh, for that- consuming. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. So I I have a hype still out. <clears throat> And this is this is kind of cheating, so this will be an opportunity for you to share as well. Um, we are going to follow up with at least for one week our promise to ourselves and to our adoring fans to begin a weekly rewatch of the OC. Oh yeah, we are going to do that. The beloved Fox show, The OC. That was it on Fox. Yeah, it was. It was on wow. Fox on Tuesdays, I think. No Thursdays, because it went up against. Uh, Grey's Anatomy on NBC. That's why it wound up getting canceled. Okay. So for the listeners, Joey and I are going to watch one episode of the EOC per week. And we're going to touch in on it for the episode and in our podcast episodes. So if, if you want to watch it, you can watch it on what HBO max or HBO now it's on HBO max. And I will try to look to see if it's on anything else. Cause it may be on other things. It used to be on some free channels too. I think it was on a IMDB channel and stuff too. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll try to put those in the show notes. Yeah. We're going to watch one episode a week. Um, there's four seasons and I don't know how many episodes are in a season, but we're going to try to watch one episode a week and talk I, about it. I think it's 22. Is it 22? I think it's 20. I mean, I think we're, this is the reason why it's hype still out. Man, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of podcasts for it us. Is. To do. Um, don't worry if you're not into it, we're going to do it at the end of the show. So you can, you can just turn it off at that point if you want to. It's not like we're going to go deep dive. No, we're, we're, just, we're not I mean, going to do a whole other podcast things. about the OC, but we're going to we're going to go over the points of it and see if it holds up. And it was a very influential show on this show because we a lot of the music we talked about came from, you know, bands that we got into from the OC, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, or bands that we already like that showed up on the OC that we got real hyped on. Um, California. California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. So I mean, I'll tell you this. I'm excited to watch the pilot. Yeah, that is a great pilot. That's that season one is one of the greatest season ones of, of in history. Yeah. Um, the, um, the, so speaking of the OC though, to, to draw a line back to, um, well, you can also buy the book that we're going to be reading. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stop being a hater and learn to love the OC by, uh, who is it? Alan, Seppenwall. Seppenwall. Uh, you yeah. can get it on you can get it on Amazon if you want, um, but get a used version because the the new version is like twenty five bucks, but a used one's like five, I think. So if you want to get that, yeah. Homework so material. I have a. Uh, I'm gonna go first on consuming. Yeah, that's I have fine. A, a, a thread here. Okay. So Peter Gallagher was the dad. Yeah, Sandy Cohen, one of the greatest yeah. TV dads of all time. Yep. And he's a, a dad in a movie that I just watched on Hulu called Palm Springs. Oh, okay. Have you watched this movie? No. Are you familiar with it? No. Is Stay it- unfamiliar. Do no research whatsoever and go watch it. Okay. I'm writing it down. I promise you that you will be, you will enjoy it. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not saying it's like the greatest movie. It's a wonderful at home movie already available on Hulu. That's, um, <clears throat> it's just going to keep your attention the whole time. Okay. That's, okay. That's sweet. And my recommendation to you is a blanket recommendation to anybody listening. Like, don't go read about okay. it. I'm just not gonna, I'm not be, somebody, I so I was listening to a podcast that had Peter Gallagher on it and, and he was obviously doing some promotion for Palm Springs, but they didn't talk about the nature of the movie. They just, they just talked about the fact that the movie was now available. Yeah. And then the very next day, a friend of mine texted me and said, Hey, I've taken your recommendations before you have to take mine on this one, go watch this movie. And so I went and watched it and I, I was really happy that I didn't know anything about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm excited, yeah. man. Uh Peter Gallagher also in that show Togetherness that we talk about on here all the time. <laughs> he was the boyfriend of uh 
the rich guy boyfriend of one of the Oh my characters. god. I forgot about this that. Just, this is last week was TikTok. This is uh Peter Gallagher talk, so <laughs> Yep. So Palm Springs eyebrows. eyebrows talk. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch it. Palm yeah. Springs, yeah. Yeah. Um I also have an album that I've been listening to like incessantly for the past two days. Okay. <clears throat> which I it's funny because I've been keeping a a playlist right of of my own music that I want to listen to for myself called Spring 2020 uh-huh. and the the standout track from this album is the only song in a new playlist that I created this morning called Summer 2020. It is okay. my song of the summer right. for sure. And the album is called I I'm going to say Baby but it's spelled B E B E Y like Bebey. Bebey by uh theopolis london do you remember yeah, him yeah 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 he had um uh that one kind of yeah. edm track that was like really good um i mean he had other stuff but there was one that was on the radio actually that I yeah he had one single out like yeah. god this was years ago with like beyonce's sister on it or something solange I yeah i think she was on it i'm gonna have to go i mean i'm gonna go back yeah. into his yeah. discography because I remember liking him when he first came around, but then kind of just like forgetting about him and then kind of like not wanting to listen to him for mm. some reason that I couldn't justify. Because he wore one of them hats, them big old round hats. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a big, I, could, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Wide, I still don't. I wide don't, brimmed hat. That was kind of annoying looking. Yeah. Anyway, well, go ahead. Well, this, this album that he's got out is... <clears throat> I, I, I can't stop listening to it. That's all I okay. can say. That's it's got right. a very particular sound to it. And I actually sent the album out to a few <laughs> different people that, cause I was like anything that's going to capture my imagination like this, where I'm only going to listen to it for like two or three days straight. Then there's a few people that I'm going to send it to. And I sent it to, I sent it to some friends and I saw one of my friends that I sent it to yesterday. I saw her today. I was like, hey, did you check out that album? She's like, yeah, for like five seconds. That's just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit on you. Immediately, yeah. just with pleasure. So so that's my consumer. What's the name of the album? Oh, Bebe. Bebe, Be- okay. Okay, yeah. All right, got you. Yeah. All right. And I think, that's the, um, I think that's the track. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that's the, the, title, the, the title track yeah. that I really, really enjoy. Yeah, track three. Like the first four songs are really strong. Yeah. The album then starts to go off in different directions that you might not want to follow. But those first four songs. And the fourth song uh, is him and Tame Impala. Okay. I don't know yeah. what your feelings are about Tame Impala. But no, no, no opinion either way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good. That's fine. <laughs> fine. Like you mushroom, no t- nutritional value either way, positive or negative. <laughs> just, My opinion on it just exists. All right. What are you making consuming? So this is one that Jackie all week has been like, you better tell David that we're watching this. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, I like this. This the, like I've never had any contact with her, and she is communicating via you via a podcast. Yeah, well, she's like she needs to be our number one fan. Maybe next week, we'll see if she listens to this one. And maybe we'll yeah, we'll see. Fan. We'll but see. She uh oh, she also wanted me to tell you. She's like, yeah. Speaking of TikTok, remember that time that our dog Odie got a tick one time, and she flipped her shit because I was at a magic tournament. I couldn't talk to her, and she was just calling me crying and stuff because she thought the dog was gonna die because they had a tick or something i was like yeah i remember that <laughs> that's awesome um, oh, yeah call back to last episode um no we're watching this show called mike tyson mysteries are you familiar what? with it no okay it's been all it's been around for like five years okay okay so my first impression is is Mike Tyson solving mysteries or are people trying to solve mysteries about Mike Tyson? Well, what would you, if I describe what you think the show is? Well, I think it, I, what my hope is, is that people are presenting Mike Tyson with cold cases and he, he's trying to track down leads. <laughs> but, but, but I would also be happy with Mike Tyson uh, explaining stories that have been reached, you know, cold 
kind of like lore status about him and 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 kind of providing clarity to the old old wives tales about him okay you're closer on the former so it's an adult swim show it's animated so it's basically scooby-doo but with mike tyson and it's the actual mike tyson doing the voice and he plays himself in the cartoon okay (laughs) it's mike tyson Mike Tyson's adopted Korean daughter, a ghost, and a shit-talking pigeon. He loves pigeons. He does. And it's a big part of the show that he loves pigeons. Um, so this, <laughs> it's, it is this weird, subversive, like, fever dream of a show where so uh, they start at the chicken coop, I mean, uh, the pigeon coop, and a pigeon flies in with the message and they read the message and it's a mystery every week right and so then scooby doo style they get in the in the mystery you know their van that's i don't know what they call it but they get in the van and they drive off and solve this mystery and most of the time they don't solve the mystery they just <laughs> go off on some tangent <laughs> like the one we watched the other night was that mike tyson couldn't stop killing astronauts he kept accidentally killing astronauts and he felt really bad about it the it, the, the episode started with him him wrecking his car and throwing Buzz Aldrin through the window. And <laughs> he winds up going to the moon. It is this crazy show. And each, each episode is only like 11 minutes long. It's like okay. true adult swim, like squid bellies. You have yet to say anything that sounds like a deterrent for me watching yeah. this show. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I think it's on Hulu. I think that's what we watch it on. But it is weird, man. And it is uh, Gary Kasparov's in one episode, the chess champion. Yeah. It is just strange pop culture references. And unlike Family Guy, it's not like annoyingly like, oh, look at how funny this is that it's, you know, don't you remember this? It's like just weird shit. And Mike Tyson and his like adopted Korean daughter who's not, you know, she doesn't have an adopted Korean daughter in real life. And then uh, the ghost is some famous English, you know, dignitary from the 1900s. Yeah, he's the guy that invented boxing. He's like a Marquis de Quisenberry, I think. Okay, sure, Chauncey. <laughs> Chauncey, um, <laughs> it is a deep well, and I'm like, <laughs> I just shake my head at the end of every episode. I'm like, <laughs> I, it's not like I, I, I wouldn't even say that I'm entertained by it. I'm just shocked that that, that it exists, you know. And there's four seasons of it, so. It's quite Four seasons totaling two hours. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Norm Macdonald plays the pigeon. What's your opinion <laughs> on Norm Macdonald? Uh, he's gone crazy on his politics as he's gotten older, but I think he's hilarious. Yeah, I think I liked him a lot when he's doing the news on Saturday Night Live. He was pretty polarizing, but and he's funny in Adam Sandler movies, you know. Yeah, my friend Ben met him once. He said it was really nice. So. Oh, look yeah. at you. I didn't meet him, but I met big boy. So. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, so, what do you think about him? I think he's, I think he has always been too good for his own good. Probably. Yeah. And so he's like a little bit lazy. Oh yeah. But like super. Yeah. I think he's super talented. Yeah. It's funny. Cause somebody was asking me about him just yesterday. He's like, yeah, I've been on this like big YouTube Norm McDonald kick. <laughs> Turns out that guy's really funny. Yeah, like, he, yeah. He is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so also other things I've been consuming, um, I've got this album that I was really into last year. One of my favorite albums of the year and it's Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding. Don't know if you're a Post Malone That's fan or not. I, I, I'll say I like the hits. Yeah, I, I love pretty much everything he's done. Like, I just like I'm I'm in. Um, Congratulations this is like one of my favorite songs of the past ten years. But uh, yeah, we got Hollywood's Bleeding on vinyl and the the nice deluxe version. We've been listening to that, and like every song on that album is good. You know, yeah, every song is listenable. It's like you don't need to skip anything. It's not not every one of them is a banger, but that Circle song is awesome. Um, <coughs> I don't know. I recommend you go back and listen to that album. I'll do it. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I'm going to listen to Vegas first. Yeah. Do you listen to Vegas first? But then uh, another thing is we watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Jackie had never seen it. Well, apologies, Jackie. 
it was hilarious. I died laughing the whole time. There's so many good. It's Tim Burton's first movie. Did you know that? Well, I don't fuck with Tim Burton. Okay. Well, it, there's so I mean, many good. There's so many good I, physical comedy gags in that movie. I don't know. It's one that I watched as a kid a lot, and I was like, I wonder if this holds up. And then we watched it, and I laughed a lot. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, of course, I'm I'm happy anytime you've got a nostalgia movie that still holds up. That's you know, yeah, can't be that. Don't, but I remember him wrecking his bike and standing up and saying, "I meant to do that." That, that you know, that's really funny. I just saw an, a, a headline the other day that said that whoever wrote that movie was basing the the villain of that movie on Trump. Really. Oh yeah, because yeah, the, the Francis is very yeah, Trumpist. Yeah, uh, you know who wrote it was um, one of the people who wrote it was Phil Hartman. Okay, Phil Hartman's one of the main writers on that. Well, they were like, yeah, they were talking about how it was like it might have been Paul New Rubens York. himself that wrote it based on. Yeah, they were in New York and they were like big New York stuff, you know. And so like you know, Trump's always been kind of a New York media guy. Yeah, and so that was where they were taking that inspiration. Gotcha. Well, it was funny, and when he says, "I'm going to start a paper route right now," I die every time when that comes up. <laughs> anyway, uh, my last thing for the week is uh, I've been consuming some cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> oh, the fact that you waited so long to talk about that is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, folks. We're not going to record again for another five years. <laughs> That's the, that's the point that's the breaking we've been point. eating a high tea what Just the fuck high tea with my fucking big ass wide brim hat yeah just down there in the heat. Oh, it's so humid. You're fucking wearing a seersucker suit eating Pick fucking the, cucumber sandwiches. Talking like foghorn leghorn and drinking tea with my pinky out. Can you know. believe this weather? <laughs> I say you ain't no chicken hawk. I am too a chicken hawk. <laughs> Um, now we, <laughs> we got this recipe from our friend Barb and Jackie recipe. Uh-huh. You got a recipe for a cucumber says cream cheese and white bread, <laughs> cream cheese. No, no, there's more to it than this. All right. Okay. All right. Please educate me. First, you got to get, you know, artisanal, uh, free range cucumbers. You know, it's sort of like that asparagus that's grown out of the ground that you saw in the wild. You yeah. get the wild yeah. ones, you know, they taste real good. Um, you take the cream cheese and you mix in, you get it, you warm it up and you mix in, uh, you mix in a packet of ranch dressing powder. And then. <laughs> this is how we make our Southern <laughs> cucumber sandwiches. And then you put, you put it on brioche bread. All right. You know what brioche sure. bread is? Delicious. No, I don't fucking brioche bread. It sounds like it's going to scrape the roof of my mouth. Brioche bread is delicious, and it's what rich people eat all the time on their sandwiches, all right? So, okay. so your breakfast is Eggs Benedict, and then your lunchtime <laughs> is cucumber sandwiches. That's what rich, that's the rich person menu every day. You know, I'm trying to, you know, dress, dress for the job you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. You know, but you put the layer of cream cheese on there and then put the cucumbers on there. And then we leveled it up by putting a couple slices of tomato on there, too. Oh, well, that's that's no longer a cucumber sandwich. It's a cucumber and tomato sandwich. That's a CLC. Yeah. Or CTC. Yeah, a CTC. <laughs> that's that's what that was even, don't laugh at that. That wasn't funny. It was all right. I'll edit it out. I won't. <laughs> No, you won't, I because won't. as Clay says, all you do is slap the bumpers <laughs> on the end. If I were to edit it, the show, I would edit it out. Yeah, cucumber sandwiches, man, they're delicious. Everything I've eaten for the past week has been involved cream cheese. Dude, it, that is, I'll, I'll tell you, I, cream cheese is fucking dangerous it is because it is so delicious like i can't remember what else some jackie made some other thing that was in cream cheese and i was like damn we've had cream cheese every meal this week because <laughs> she's been making these cucumber sandwiches for lunch a lot man trip trip's gonna trip's gonna listen to this he's gonna try to make one he's gonna man i never had cream cheese before this stuff's good man i never heard of cream cheese we had to go to the city to get it i bet you a million bucks he's got some cucumbers growing in his yard though is it really made in Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. This is from the big city of Philadelphia. <laughs> the big city. 
Independence Hall. Big city. Uh, I'm glad we got to sneak that little trip dig in. (laughs) (laughs) Keep make sure he's still listening. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, this is a this is a, a, a an hour well wasted. Yeah, I would say that it is. <laughs> you got anything else? No, nah, I'm good. All right, if you want to check out our shitty website, it's ioltos.com. <laughs> you can find us on Spotify. You know, I don't know. We might be on Hulu or something too. We might be on something else. Who knows? Who knows? I think it's on Apple. I still, no, no one's, still nobody's confirmed with me whether it's on the Apple podcast streaming thing or not. Because our target demographic skews younger now, and the only people that listen to Apple are boomers. Is it really? This is not. Is the iPhone not popular with young folks anymore? iPhone's fine, but most people have gotten rid of the stock apps on the iPhone. Oh yeah, I got you. Probably good. I did. Probably just get rid of the whole iPhone while you're at it. No, I I like my blue text. Yeah, <laughs> I like being able to put haha on the text. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is frustrating. You can emote to my text. So lazy. It's so lazy. That's what makes me so mad. I'm like, I know. Laughed at Don't me. tell me that because I'm gonna start so doing it. Lazy. It just burns me up every time. I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker. It's like saying K. Just reacting laughed at. Can't wait. I cannot wait to yeah. just do it to you. I'm gonna do it to you immediately. <laughs> immediately. I'm gonna go back into our text thread and just worse. emote on something that's already been responded to. Good. Do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is probably like the old stuff episode one thirty six. We out. Yeah.